Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Wildstorm Addiction, episode 40.5. I'm Ben Murphy. And I'm Joe David Solis. And this half episode, we are going to do an interview with Will Conrad, and Joe will give us a recap of Wizard World Austin. So, welcome and enjoy the Joe show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, this past month in October was definitely a a good time to be a nerd in in North Texas because we, you know, as we mentioned in the last podcast, you know, we had Dallas fan days uh, where I got to meet Will Spartacio, and here in uh, Wizard World Austin, uh, we did have Will Conrad come, so it's definitely definitely some good times. But uh, Wizard World Austin, this is the third year that they're having it uh, there, and it used to be held up in Arlington. And it only lasted there a few years, and then uh, they canceled it for whatever reason, and uh, it was gone for one or two years, and then thankfully now it's in Austin. So uh, it's slowly been growing each year. It's, uh, it's turned out to be a really big show. This this year's draw was the uh, entire cast of the Star Trek The Next Generation was there, so so it was uh, pretty packed because of that. But, uh, but I was down there for several different reasons. Um, uh, first off, I was helping a... Uh, an artist friend of mine uh, lives there. His name is Roy Gonzalez, and uh, this is the second year that we uh, had a uh, booth in Artist Alley. We'll have a link to his art here. He's got a DeviantArt page. It's basically just RoyGonzalez.DeviantArt.com, and you can check out some of his stuff. So we had that going on at our table. Um, we also uh, were helping promote uh, my friend Jesse Sosa, who has a new video game company there in Austin called Dinosaur Games. And uh, we showcased their upcoming game, uh, which is called Night Chronicles, uh, which I'm helping with story and character designs and things like that, helping design the stories. I mean, you can find them at www.dinosaurentertainment.com to check out more on that. And uh, by the time we're doing this podcast, I have already posted my written recap, which is on under the news section on our site. So uh, so if you, any, any of these links are, are already up on our site. So we... We definitely had a lot of cool things come out uh, of Wizard World, which we'll get to here in a second. One of the things that I thought was a cool surprise was we actually had a, uh, a Grifter cosplayer. And uh, he was cosplaying the classic uh, Grifter outfit, you know, the one that we last saw in Flashpoint. And uh, you'll see the pic on our website that uh, I guess his wife or girlfriend or whatever, she was dressed as Poison Ivy. So we had a nice little crossover potential there. <laughs> so. Is there any other grifter to cosplay, really? Got to go classic. <laughs> I don't know. I saw somebody do one from the cover of, uh, of Grifter number 1, the one that Cafu did, which I think is a, is a pretty cool rendition of it. There's some other ones to do. See if anybody ever does the Dolby one, you know, the the blue blue mass grifter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be very obscure. <laughs> yeah, it really would be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we move on to the uh, to the meat of our episode here, just wanted to give a quick shout out, thanks to all the Image Addiction listeners who have given our podcast a try. Uh, just in the few days since uh, Chris Parton posted it at imageaddiction.net, our downloads have almost tripled. So, so we really do appreciate that you guys are giving us a chance. You know, obviously, like we said before, we're glad to be part of the Image Addiction family now. So, you know, hopefully, what we're doing here, you guys appreciate, and you know, drop us feedback 
uh, either there at the image addiction site or come come to our site, you know, onestormaddiction.com, and just leave us some comments because we're always up for uh, for feedback because we definitely want to make sure you guys continue to listen. So, uh, but first thing, uh, we'll go ahead and 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 move on here to the. Uh, the Will Conrad interview that I did. Uh, he's the current Stormwatch artist and uh, a really nice guy. Had a lot of cool stuff to say, a lot of stuff to tease. So let's go ahead and move on to his interview. All right, everyone. This is Joe David Solis. I'm reporting from uh, Wizard World Austin this weekend and I wanted to bring you all a special treat. We actually have uh, Stormwatch artist Will Conrad here. So uh, say hello to everybody, Will. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, Will, uh, you know, we just want to thank you for agreeing to do this interview. You know, obviously, you know, we've been following your stuff and really um, have been enjoying everything you've been doing in Stormwatch. So, I mean, uh, uh, we just really want to just thank you. I mean, because uh, it's been a really great ride and really really enjoying your artwork so far oh thank you um it's been great uh, it's been a pleasure to me to work on stormwatch um when dc told me that uh, i'll be work, uh, working on stormwatch i was very pleased um because i think it's a great group it's a great book and i hope everybody's enjoying what i'm doing as much as i'm enjoying doing it so Thank you. Yeah, no, well, we definitely are enjoying it. So just, you know, wanted to go through some of our you know, standard interview questions. Uh, so let's just start at the beginning. Like, how did you get your start in the industry? Well, um, uh, I started doing uh, works for the American market in 2001. And I started out as an inker. And I was working on the Dark Horse books. For uh, I was the inker for Buffy, uh, Angel. Uh, I did a lot of stuff for Dark Horse. And after three years working as an inker for the major um, companies, I started doing uh, pencils uh, for for uh, Dark Horse, some, a little stuff for uh, small publishers. Um, until I, I got the, the hit series, uh, The Serenity, for Dark Horse. And then I did Cole. And after that, I got into a contract with Marvel. And I, I worked for Marvel for about uh, four or five years. And then I went to DC. After a few negotiations, I started working for DC. And so far, it's been great. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really cool. And, you know, we were going to kind of ask because, you know, with the advent of, you know, you and I talked on Twitter just for the of this interview, you know, how do you feel that, that the fact that, you know, I'm a fan, even though we do this website and you're a creator, you know, that w this seems a lot easier to do nowadays than once upon a time I could have never, you know, really talked to somebody like you. I mean, how do you feel about that? that how does that change in the industry now? No, I think it's great um, because sometimes it's great to have um, this contact with the fans, uh, because we can ha we can know firsthand how uh, our work uh, is being perceived, and the fact that uh, sometimes I get emails and tweets uh, or, or even Facebook messages from fans, it's great. Uh, for example, when I when I moved from Marvel to DC, I got several emails, uh, both from Marvel fans uh, as for, from DC fans. So it, it was great, great, great. So. Um, this contact with fans for me it's amazing amazing yeah i mean for us it definitely is amazing because like i said i never would have thought you know that i could just be talking to the artist of the comic i just read a couple of weeks ago you know so it's definitely cool for us too you know because we grew up with this stuff and um so uh you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier but like what made you actually decide to take on stormwatch as a project i mean did you have a choice in that you know well um no, uh, 
Actually, when DC approached me, he, they already had the, uh, the Stormwatch in mind for me. Uh, they said that they needed a, a strong artist for the book because they, they were kind of changing the direction uh, the book was going and, and they thought that my style would fit very well uh, to the book. So I was very pleased because I, I really think that uh, I, I like where the book is going, where the story is going and I think uh, it gives me a, a lot of freedom uh, to work under my style. So I think it was great. Yeah, no, I mean, you definitely yeah, added some strength to the to the uh, the team and everything. Um, speaking of, do you actually have a favorite Stormwatch character, and if so, why? Well, so far, I've been liking very much Midnighter. Um, simply because he, 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 he is a character that I love doing. He's very dark. Um, he kicks ass, you know. So I like that kind of character. So I've been liking him very, very much. Yeah. So far, he's so my favorite. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's definitely a favorite. Favorite. Um, so, like, uh, yeah. how, and, and, and there's there are some crazy stuff coming from for him on the next issues. I think you guys are going to love it. Cool. Yeah. No, we, we always appreciate teases like that. Because um, we were actually going to ask, you know, like, how much input do you have in story? Because like we noticed when they introduced Etric and the Demon, like your design for him, which is really cool in, in our opinion, uh, is a lot different than the way he looked in Demon Knight. So like, was that something they told you to do, or did you do it on? your own no um i saw the designs that they had already done and and then i tried to i had i had some some things in my mind that i wanted to 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 uh, to do for the demon so i sent a, a, a layout to them they like it so i i went forward to it i did i did want to do it a little bit different of what they were doing in the past so yeah sometimes they ask me um what I think about the character, uh, about any design, and I just go from my mind, of course, following a kind of, of what was done before, and then I send to him, and they, if they approve, so I go forward to it. So I have a little, little bit of freedom to try to give them my input. They are very welcoming to, to that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, that's really cool because, like I said, I mean, it, it just gave it a different look, you know, and, and definitely showed that we were going a different direction. And it's interesting that you brought up Midnighter earlier because, as the solicits have shown us, you know, he's obviously got a lot of bad stuff coming. And even at NYCC, Dan DiDio commented that, you know, a roster shakeup is coming soon for this team in general. So is there anything – I mean, you already kind of did tease, but, you know, is it all Midnighter-centric? Is, is he – you know, he seems to be the focus of all the covers we've seen so far. So what can, what can you share so far? Well, it's going to be, um, he's going to have a little hard time with the group. That's all I can say. And, but, he, yeah, I, I think he can handle, it's nothing that he can't handle because he's, he's very resourceful. So you guys will have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Um, so, um, so obviously, like you said, Midnighter is your favorite so far. Um, are, are you familiar with the old Wildstorm universe? Is there any other characters that, like, if they said, hey, you know, you can pick any character from our old universe, you know, who would you pick, obviously, besides Stormwatch? Well, you know, um, from Storm, from from Wildstorm, um, the the I, I, the other group that um, is the group that the Wildstorm the. I like the idea of the demon, demonites. Um, yeah. There are other characters like uh, uh, the what's the name of the group? Uh, 
Uh, You're talking about the Wildcats? Yes, Wildcats. So I would love to do the, the Wildcats. I like the characters. So, yeah. And one of the things that I'm, I can't wait to do, uh, actually, is the crossover between the, the Wildstorm characters from Stormwatch and the, the regular DC characters. Because I think it's going to be a great shock, a great contrast between the the groups. So this is one of the things that, I, that I'm very I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, okay. So are you teasing us with that? Because you know Dan DeDio did he, he did say that they were going to make Stormwatch more relevant next year. So he did say that much at the NYCC. Well, guys, you have to read between <laughs> the lines there. <laughs> but well, you know. There are great things coming. As I said, you guys will have to to buy the books and wait and see. (laughs) And and it's a good thing that you brought that up about buying the books because of the three Wildstorm-centered books that launched with the New 52 last year, you know, Voodoo and Grifter are gone, you know, and there's concern that Stormwatch may be next. So what can you say to encourage fans to jump on now if they haven't been following so far? Well, um, all I can say is um, the story is getting, uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's starting to pick up the pace. And, and uh, on my part, uh, I'm getting more used to the character. So I'm feeling more and more comfortable on drawing them. And, so, uh, and there's a very, very interesting storyline coming up. So, and as I said, as they are taking the Stormwatch group, and starting inserting them more and more to the DC character world, it's going to get even more interesting. So I hope, I hope that the fans keep buying the books and supporting the book because it's really, really something very interesting that is about to happen. And and I really, I really like uh, the Stormwatch universe. I think the characters are very good. Uh, the plots are, are getting very interesting, and it would be a shame seeing the book go, going away. So I hope, I hope the, the sales pick up because it's a great book, and, and I think it deserves to to have a chance to keep growing uh, on the heart of the fans. And, and we know that everything is about sales, so I hope the sales goes up so they keep the book going. Yeah, no, that's definitely what we hope as well. So, all right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap this up with a fun question here at the end. We kind of always want to throw this at the creators, and uh, so we'll just keep it real simple. Apollo versus Superman, who wins and why? Well, you know, I have my concept. I, I even had uh, an, uh, some a few ideas that I'm going to throw to the editors and see what they think. But if it was up to me, Apollo. Oh, really? Why? Uh, well, you know, Apollo... Apollo, he yells the, the, the power of the sun. And Superman, Superman's power comes from the yellow sun, so... So are you saying it's kind of like him fighting the sun? <laughs> well, you know... I can't, I can't give much, much of my thoughts away, but it, it's like, it's like Superman fighting somebody that can handle, that, that can handle the power source that he needs. So, 
Okay, no, I got you. All right. Well, Will, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and I know the fans, you know, will as well. So really appreciate it and just look forward to more on the book. So thanks again. Thank you, guys. And I hope you guys uh, are enjoying the work that I've been doing. And, and I'm always open to fans and questions, so just shoot me any kind of question through Facebook or Twitter. So I'm, I'm always glad to interact with the fans and, and everybody, okay? All right. Thanks again, Will. We're signing off here at Wizard World. All right. Well, uh, once again, we just want to thank Will for agreeing to uh, do the interview with us. Like I said, I mean, as you heard there, he's, you know, a lot of the stuff was teasing. You know, he 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 mentioned that his favorite character was Midnighter, and obviously from the solicits we've seen that he's going to be the focus of a lot of things coming up. And, you know, he also talked about there that he would love to do, you know, the Wildcats, which is really cool. But, you know, we already learned that's reserved for Jim Lee. So in order for him to do it, Jim would have to, to launch that first. So <laughs> keeping our fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did not take any uh, Stormwatch issues to get signed uh, from Will Conrad. But I was able to score a free VIP lithograph thanks to our friend of the show, Chiclo, who is from the Only the Valiant podcast, who did attend the show this year. Uh, him and his wife came down specifically because they wanted to do the pictures and the autographs with the Star Trek The Next Generation cast. So so that was really cool. I'd, I'd already met him and, uh, and Sean back in 2010 when I went to San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, really cool guys. And just, you know, obviously, if you've been going over listening to them, they have an awesome podcast. And They've always been real um, good about doing cross promotion with us. So, so what we took advantage of this, and we did our first podcast crossover with them, or I guess you could say with just Chico being their only representative. <laughs> but um, I shared my thoughts on on their current Valium books, and Chico shared his thoughts on on the current Wildstorm stuff in DC, and it ended up being really really fun discussion. So, uh, so let's go ahead and listen to that here. All right, guys. We're gonna send out a hello to uh, to Sean and Jonesy and Elvine here from Wizard World, Texas. Uh, I know when I posted that uh, me and uh, Chiclo were gonna be both attending, and I said, "Is this a potential crossover?" We did get one follower that just put no, like you know, the Darth, like the Darth Vader no. So I don't know how I feel about that, Chiclo. What do you think? <laughs> I I think it's a coming together of two worlds, uh, possibly, and could have dire consequences. <laughs> well, you know, the two worlds are coming together here right now, so whether whether he likes it or the rest of y'all like it or not, it's happening. So, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I just kind of wanted to do this because I thought it would be something fun to do. I mean, uh, I met all you guys at San Diego Comic-Con in 2010. Uh, Elvin and Jonesy weren't part of the group yet, but uh, but uh, now obviously you guys have uh, a lot more to talk about now than you did back then. So um, just I would say welcome to Texas, but you're from Texas, so never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I live about 10 hours north of here, still in Texas. Well, I don't know, man. Apparently, in your part of Texas, you haven't watched The Matrix yet, so I don't know about that part of Texas. Okay, okay, here's a big reveal. I actually have seen The Matrix. We're just messing with uh, Elvine. Sure, whatever. I've heard the podcasts. No, no really. Uh, there, there are a lot of movies I say I haven't watched. Um, 
Most of them I, I really haven't. Like, I've never seen Goonies for real. But, yeah. Wow, I know what we're doing after this convention then. <laughs> but, yeah, seriously, I, I have seen The Matrix. It's it's a kind of a funny story. <laughs> well, actually, I thought it was kind of a, you know intense story, but if you think it's funny, whatever. But, anyway, so, you know, I thought about emailing you guys back after I sent the email about, you know, what I felt about the current titles. And, you know, Elvin accused me of blasphemy because I didn't, uh, you know, enjoy EXO as much as y'all. <laughs> But you got to understand, I mean, the, that's my favorite character. I mean, my two favorite Valiant characters are in EXO right now, which is EXO and in Jack, <laughs> you know. But, you know, they've done such a good job with Harbinger and Archer Armstrong, you know, and even Bloodshot, who was a character I never really followed at all. And there was on, I've listened to y'all, and y'all are not as happy about that one, it seems. But, uh, yeah, I will admit XO5, which I'm still behind because my stuff comes from DCBS, so it's on its way, but didn't get here before the convention, so I don't know what happens in 6. But, um, you know, it did have a lot more characterization, and to me, number 5 is what was missing in the early XO uh, series, so, I mean, I don't know that's much a defense, but <laughs> I mean, I've kind of listened to what you guys say, so. Uh, yeah, EXO uh, really picks up with number five. A uh, whole, whole new direction of the book uh, steps it up. Um, I, I guess you get monthly shipping, because I get every other, or I get bi weekly, and I've already got mine from DCBS. <laughs> No, I get I get monthly. I'm cheapskate, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point of getting it from discount, right? Is so yes. I get the discount and not kill it by shipping. <laughs> so well, it, it depends what kind of volume you order in on whether or not you're still getting a discount. I could probably get weekly shipping and still save <laughs> fifty bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, you do get a lot of comics, don't you? What was it in the hundreds? <laughs> it it was uh, bouncing around ninety five. I did some trim. I'm down to about 70. And that's just from DCBS. I also buy from my local comic shop in Amarillo. Uh, big plug for Big Apple Comics. They're not here, but uh, they're here in spirit. <laughs> Even if I took my monthly issues and multiplied it times 10, I still wouldn't reach 70. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, well, I, I've got a family of two two readers. And that doesn't include uh, trade paperbacks, which I order a few of those a month as well, too. So what you're saying is even though, you know, they keep complaining about the state of the industry, you know, uh, Amarillo by itself and you is supporting the industry is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, quite probably, yes. <laughs> So, um, so anyway, I mean, let me just give you guys a quick like background about me and Valiant, you know, because obviously I grew up with Image and Valiant, you know, coming out simultaneously. You know, one of my friends was like my big Valiant guy, like he's he's the equivalent of like Sean for y'all, you know, like everything uh, was for Valiant about him, especially the the um, exclusivity of it, I guess, you know, the the rareness of some of the stuff. It's like I remember going over to his house and it's like, oh, you know, I have Rise Zero, but you can't touch it, and you can't look at it. It's like Really? <laughs> You're talking more about Elvine than Sean. Really? Because I thought Elvine came late in the game because he wasn't around back then, right? Uh, no, Elvine read uh, Valiant back in the day, and that was it. And he got back into it, was reading Valiant, and he read some other stuff. Sean, uh, let's see, I was exclusively Marvel, I think. Sean was more DC and then branched into Valiant. So, uh, Sean, uh, Elvine's the one that 
just reads only Red Valiant back in the day. Oh, okay, yeah, because I've heard y'all kind of fill him in on some things that you would think is kind of common knowledge for for comic book readers. But but yeah, I mean, so you know, for me back in back then it, it was EXO, and then I really got into Turok because he came from EXO, and so it was kind of and of course Ninjak and you know Joe Caseta doing him, and so that that was my little corner of Valiant. I never really got to read much of Bloodshot other than crossovers, and then you know with the later things and especially going into Acclaim. I mean, another thing too with me is that my dad really got into EXO, which is cool because now as soon as a trade comes out i'm going to give him the trade because he's been curious about it but um but even him you know when a claim took over because obviously he had no he had no context for any of that he, he just gave up you know he just was like one day he's like i just am not enjoying him anymore he's like maybe we should just stop getting them that, that, those were dark days when a claim <laughs> took over i wasn't reading valiant at the time so i didn't have the uh the sting of seeing my favorite books just get totally ravaged that way uh but he, even now it's it's hard to go back and actually read them cover to cover. Yeah, because even with y'all's guy's suggestion, you know, I went back and got a lot of the EXO stuff, and I, I skipped over after the Wolfbridge affair to the very end, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> I skipped over like whatever twenty some odd issues that y'all and you and Sean said to stay away from. So see, I do listen to you guys. <laughs> those were those were that was a bad podcast. There have been several podcasts where the reading assignment was downright painful. Uh, the EXO Man work pops to mind. Uh, the Ninjack one, uh, Ninjack Double Zero to Twenty Six. <laughs> there was about a 15-issue run in there. Uh, that, now, I say that, that it was broken up into two parts because in the middle, there was uh, about a six-issue run by uh, DNA, Abnett and Lanning, and that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, around it, there was about 15 issues that were just painful to slog through, and they and then they read very quickly as well. They They were... Less than five minutes per issue. Like the two XL number 50 issues? Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. Exactly like those two. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was just the main thing with me is this EXO took longer to really, really hit that emotional thing. You know, because even when his friend died early on, I was like, okay, that's sad. But it didn't hit me as much as it did when he's talking about his wife in issue five. You know, that to me was the difference of why EXO was, you know, lower on the list than the other issues, which to me have been hitting it since the beginning. Yeah, it's... Uh they're they're all good books, uh, but it, to me, EXO stands out as the most, and it, it's perfectly acceptable to have a differing opinion. Not everybody's going to like the same books. That's why there's so many out there. Yeah, and I mean, Valiant's definitely doing a good job of doing uh, stuff that's, you know, different from what's on the market. You know, it's like, uh, unfortunately, as I see DC kind of, you know, bastardizing Wildstorm over here, you know, (laughs) at least I can still enjoy a proper relaunch, you know, because uh, thankfully, you know, we just, you know, we just stepped away from Will Will Conrad, the artist of Stormwatch, you know, his booth. That book is actually doing pretty well, and it's been pretty consistent. Now, unfortunately, the ones that haven't been, like Voodoo and Grifter, are going the way of the dinosaurs so <laughs> I, I uh i started out doing uh i bought through dcbs the the package with all 52 number uh number one number two and number three issues i didn't stick with Stormwatch, but voodoo was one of my favorite books oh really and i kept with it I, I was uh sad to see it get canceled uh i started reading grifter again just in time for it to get canceled. Uh, I, I actually, I picked, started uh, picking Grifter up after they canceled. I want to say it was Deathstroke and something moved over to Grifter. Maybe, uh, maybe it was Zealot or no, it was Voodoo. Yeah, they canceled Voodoo. Voodoo was going to start appearing in Grifter, so I started reading Grifter. And now they're going to cancel Grifter. 
Um, you guys can't catch a break. <laughs> now, one uh, my favorite DC book right now is uh, Demon Knights, mm. and is that tied into Storm? Is that tied in with uh, the Wildstorm books with the Demonites? Yeah, pretty much. Storm uh, Zero answered the Demonites and Stormwatch are the same team. Uh, it's just somewhere in the I forgot which century they uh, first fought the Demonites and they started watching for what they call the Red Storm in the sky, which was the, basically the teleportation, you know, the Demonites into our world. And so now they look for the storms that they were Stormwatch. So basically, they are the Demon Knights. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. I really should have picked up uh, Stormwatch Number Zero then. Yeah. yeah. Because Demon Knights number zero uh, puts them in hell fighting Erdogan. Yeah. yeah. Who is now in Stormwatch. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to start picking up Stormwatch. <laughs> I, I was really excited when they came out uh, because Martian Manhunter is one of my favorite DC characters. And they put him in with the team. And I wanted to see how he would, uh, how he would work in a different team dynamic than the Justice League. And uh, I, I just didn't stick with it. Uh, he did okay, and to me, that's part of the danger of taking him off the book. It's like, okay, all the people like you who were following it because he was there, you know, are gone now. So, but we did get some kind of good news, bad news from NYCC. Jim Lee basically said that Wildcats is reserved for him, so it's not going to get done unless he does it. So that's kind of like bad news. We still got to wait, but good news because if we do get it, he'll be drawing it. Now, now there was a one-issue <laughs> reboot of Wildcats. I bought that one issue, and I was really excited for number two. Yes, you and the rest of the world. <laughs> and if it comes out, I'll buy it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's not. There'll be a new number one that'll come out eventually, and then you can buy number two. <laughs> okay, I'll buy that number one, too. <laughs> yeah, just, just just consider that a bad dream like the rest of us did. So <laughs> that's the best thing we can do. Just kind of like the acclaim stuff. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so anyway, but just yeah, just to, just to go back over to Valiant real quick. I mean, Harbinger. Yeah, that book is just that's the one that this is grabbing me because I mean, even the controversy at the beginning with Pete and you know Diddy or didn't he you know rape Chris and all that. I mean, just the beats of the book. I mean, it seems like everybody is reacting exactly. I mean, the way the teachers reacted when Peter um, tried to use his powers in the school, and I mean, that one to me is just spot on. I mean, I, I, that's why. I I can't understand why that's not the favorite for a lot of you guys. For me, Harbinger is a very close second. Uh, I, I don't know how much you read the from Joshua Dysart, the writer of Harbinger. Mm-hmm. I've been going back and reading a lot of his stuff. I've read uh, The First Trade of Unknown Soldier. He did a, a hardcover for Vertigo called uh, Welcome to Greendale. And I just like the way the guy writes. He, he does good stuff. He's doing the uh, Archaea um, Dark Crystal hardcover that's coming out uh, in two months. Really looking forward to that. Uh, the guy can write believable characters and very rough characters. Guys, uh, men and women, that have been through horrible, horrible tragedies. And they all react differently but believably. Yeah. It, it's it's really amazing what he can do. Yeah. No, I mean, and maybe that's why I'm just latched on to Harbinger so much because, I mean, I like the original. I went back and reread the hardcover that they released. And, you know, it's, 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 it's still kind of, I don't know, it's early 90s stuff. So Valiant had its own 90s stuff as compared to Image having its own 90s stuff. So, but, uh, yeah, to me, that's still my top book. And like I said, I guess maybe because I had no real foundation for Bloodshot, maybe that's why I'm enjoying it more than you guys because I can kind of see, maybe after I, I read the Bloodshot hardcover that's coming 
coming out, then I'll have something to compare and be like, oh, okay, maybe this is why you guys aren't enjoying this as much. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of right now. I, I wouldn't say that anything in the Bloodshot hardcover is going to outshine anything out of the current Bloodshot run. It's just when we sit down and we start talking about it and we start arguing about what we had just read, you know, what... Uh, the the at the very beginning of number one, you've got the the girl with the lightning powers downing the drone, and we start arguing about whether or not that's the same girl that they have locked up in the bottom of Project Rising Spirit. The more you start thinking about Bloodshot, the more you start realizing you have no idea what's going on. Uh, what did I just read? Where is this all going? A lot of stuff happens, but. You, you don't know where it's going, and it's one of those books that I, I bet the first six issues, we, uh, once we have them, if you sit down and you read one to six, back to back to back to back, it'll come out a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I have the feeling, and I, I'm planning on doing that when the first two story arcs finish up, sit down and reading them all together. Yeah. No, that's probably true, and, and that's actually a, a practice I started with the New 52 is that every time a trade comes out, even though I have the issues, I just go and get the trade to kind of force myself to reread it in one sitting, you know, because it seems that they read better like that. You know, they can say that they're not writing to the trade all they want, but they are. So. Yeah. yeah, and it's everybody's writing to the trade now. It's just how it works. They they limit a comic in, in DC's New 52 case to 52 or to 20 pages a book, but then the stories run 80, 100, 120 pages. Yeah, and then the last one, you know, Archer and Armstrong, that one, uh, again, I didn't get to really read too much in the old Valiant. And again, when the hardcover came out, that's when I really got that good chunk, you know, and obviously I, I do have the old Unity trade, so that's another way that I experienced them back in the day. So, I mean, and obviously we're only a couple issues in, you know, two, three issues now, but even in those first few issues, it was just a lot of fun, which to me was exactly what I read in the old ones, so. Interestingly about Archer and Armstrong, I was uh, standing in line waiting to come. In and I'm wearing a Valiant T-shirt. I'm the only guy in the co- in the convention wearing a Valiant T-shirt right now. And there's this one loudmouth guy just running his mouth, thinking he's real funny, smarting off to the volunteers. But he sees I'm wearing a Valiant shirt and he wants, starts to wanting to talk to me about Ar- how much he hated Archer and Armstrong. <laughs> Wow. And he says, uh, out of all the Valiant books, uh, the original was horrible, the new one's horrible. That's not the one to lead off with. He said, I, I'd rather lead off with Dr. Mirage than Archer and Armstrong. And it was so weird to hear somebody talking that way. <laughs> Dude, that's Brian Posehn. Uh, he's an actor. He was in, uh, like, Just Shoot Me. He's writing Deadpool. Oh, really? Yeah, after the reboot. <laughs> Yeah, you guys just have to imagine because, you know, <laughs> unfortunately we don't do a video cast. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, and obviously we got Shadow Man coming up next, too. Out of all the ones that are relaunching, this one looks the most different, you know, and I'm kind of glad because obviously the original Shadow Man had a look that I don't think would translate well to, new, you know, modern comics. So I'm kind of glad what I've seen in the previews. I mean, I, I, I don't, I've, obviously you guys have talked a little bit about it, but anything else you want to add about that? Not really. Um, Shadow Man, it, it, like you said, it's a book that worked well in the early 90s, but I don't think the visual format, uh, having long-haired sax play and Jack uh, Boniface, would translate that well into 2013. Uh, it, with a little bit of retooling, a little bit of reboot, 
it really looks like it's going to be a good book. It, it's a uh, kind of, uh, like you mentioned, a different visual texture, and I, I think they could uh, tap into a whole different market with that. Yeah, so, all right. Well, I mean, definitely you guys have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. You got that. You got the Wrath of the Eternal Warrior coming up. So, I mean, it's definitely an exciting time to be a Valiant fan. So, um, you know, that's why we try to push you guys as much as we can in our own podcast. And I try to push the Valiant books on my friends, too. So, um, but anyway, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up. We don't want uh, too much for Sean to edit. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I just appreciate it, Chico. And uh, you're going to have an awesome convention up Apparently, you're, you're going to like be with the cast of Star Trek, so you're going to have an awesome day tomorrow. <laughs> I, I've already been uh, scolded by uh, Paul McGillian, who was in Stargate. Uh, apparently, his character in Stargate was Scottish, not Irish. <laughs> this is why you have the Wikipedia app on your phone and just look it up <laughs> before you say anything. <laughs> No, I don't. Uh oh, he's pulling something out of his pocket, folks. What is this? <laughs> I don't have any. Apps on no, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he's pulling out the old flip phone that I had one. <laughs> logo. Wow, it's got the old Sprint logo. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. This phone is from 2005. <laughs> 2005, people. And at the bottom of the line when I bought it. Bottom of the line or at the bottom of the basket? <laughs> no. Doesn't even have a doesn't even have a camera on it because that's not how I roll. <laughs> anyway, that's a good note to hit on people. So thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoy this little crossover. All right. Well, um, again, you know, thanks again to Chiclo for agreeing to do that. Um, like we said, we had a really fun discussion there. You were listening. You know that he. Um, you know, he did give some of the, the Wildstorm books a try, and like he said, you know, unfortunately he feels that we can't get a break here because we keep losing titles. <laughs> and um, so, but he, you know, he was definitely curious about uh, retrying Stormwatch now, especially since he heard that, uh, you know, Demonites plays heavily into that, and that's one of the books he has been following. And I know that, that the guys over there at, the po- at their podcast are excited about Demonites now because... Robert Vendetti is going to be writing it, you know, coming up here uh, in the new year, and he's the writer of Exo Man of War, which is a, you know, one of the Valiant titles that they cover. So, so they're, you know, they do check out some of the books that we talk about, and and uh, I think Chico, as you heard in the interview, you know, he gets like almost seventy plus books a month. So wow, <laughs> yeah, so so uh, he he utilizes DCBS a lot. <laughs> So he he does give books a try. So that's that's cool. That hey maybe we at least got him to jump back on the Stormwatch. So maybe I'll follow up with him later to see if he if he's going to give it a try. He said he was going to go back and check out the Zero issue since we told him it ties into Demonites so heavily. So, but overall, yeah, just a, a great couple of weeks, uh, a tiring couple of weeks, <laughs> especially the Austin one. I bet. Um, Thankfully, I, w- I didn't have to go to work the next day, so I got to sleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was just fun and and getting to meet you know some of the different people we did, and you know this is the last convention that I'll be going to here in 2012, uh, Dallas Comic Con, the one that did Fan Days. Uh, their next one is uh, Sci-Fi Expo, which is in February. They don't have any details yet, so. You never know who's going to show up there, um, so we'll just have to wait and see. It's been a year since our last <laughs> interview with Nathan Edmondson at last year's Wizard World, so 
we're hoping that that won't be the case here. We're working on something that hopefully maybe we can get at least one more decent interview by the end of this year. So we'll we'll keep you guys updated. So awesome. Thanks, Joe. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you uh, going out there and doing that for us. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Just want to give some quick shout-outs. Uh, be sure to check out Chris Stryker's Stormwatch site, which is uh, stormwatch.ws. There's no www in there. Um, and remember to visit the Higher Authorities message boards, Clark's Bar, to continue the Wildstorm integration discussions. Amongst longtime Wildstorm fans, that's theauthority.ws. And be sure to check out our friends of the show, the Image Addiction Podcast, as they cover new releases from Image Comics. Also check out Only the Valiant Podcast as they cover the newly relaunched Valiant Comics, which current titles include Exo Mano War, Harbinger, Bloodshot, Archer and Armstrong, and the upcoming Shadow Man series. Which I just saw Comic Vine today did an early review on that and they loved it. So Awesome. We're looking forward to that. Good. Uh, you can always contact us. Joe is twitter.com slash grifter78. You can look me up. I'm yoyomaster146 at the Wildstorm Resource Wiki, wildstormresource.wetpate.com. Um, you can contact us both on twitter.com slash wildstormaddict or email us, wildstormaddiction at gmail.com, or look us up. There's a Facebook fan page and a Google Plus page. And we are also on Stitcher. You can listen to us on your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, or other device which supports Stitcher. And find us in the App Store or at stitcher.com. Thanks again, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this half episode. And hopefully we can do more of these in the future. Have a great month.